the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to the Missional Life Podcast. Today, we are at the National Religious Broadcasters event in Dallas, Texas, and we have an opportunity to speak with Lindy Ann Hopley from Cape Town, South Africa, with Beautiful Witness Ministries. Lindy Ann Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and talk to all those people who love the Lord. Absolutely. So I am a gypsy for Jesus. I have traveled (laughs) all over the world in 34 countries preaching the gospel. And um, it all started with Jesus walking into my room. I had a face-to-face encounter with the king and it changed my life forever. I was never the same again. Then I founded Beautiful Witness Ministries, uh, just taking the beautiful witness of what Jesus has done and what he is still doing today to the ends of the earth, following the Great Commission, realizing it's not a suggestion but it's for every single one of us so yeah signs wonders miracles equipping the body seeing people set free healed and saved that is really what we are all about called to revival uh, raising the dead in whichever way that looks like amen amen Mm -hmm. so take us back a little bit you started you're from cape town south africa so how do you get from cape town south africa to dallas texas tell us a little about the origin of your ministry and just walk us through that a little bit well you know i grew up in a really boring church i actually said i never want to be a christian right i'm sure there's some other people listening that's like that's me um i just thought god was either a bunch of nonsense that someone made up uh boring or dead honestly because i never encountered him i went to church every single sunday but by his grace even when we run away he comes running after us and so in his mercy he stretched out to me and um, through a group of young people they invited me to the youth group and said lindy and do you want to come with us and because they were the seniors of the school i thought well that's pretty cool i'll go with them and the youth leader was probably the hottest guy i'd ever seen in my life and i was like i will be here every Friday, haba haba, amen. And God used that youth leader's attractiveness to attract me into that youth group. And finally, when they said, do you want to come with us to church? I said, sure, I'd love to go because I now by that time I loved all of them. And I remember walking into that church and I just went, wow, uh, the presence of God came in. First time I ever experienced that. I just started weeping and I said, blankety blank, I, I, God, you're real. And mm. I gave my life to him that day. It was quite an adventure. Um, I mean, I had been raped just after that by a boyfriend and I ran away from God feeling so ashamed, having now like, Jesus, I'm all yours. And then being like running and hiding, just thinking he'll never take me back. Mm. Became a super party girl, um, rejected by my own father. It was just the perfect storm, you know, and kind of just looking for affirmation and love in all the wrong places. But finally woke up next to my boyfriend at the time. I'm in my second year at university in South Africa. And I just said, I'm leaving you for Jesus because he was the most attractive. Um, He was the catch at the university. And I was like, I'm still not happy. And I realized that one encounter that I had with God a couple of years before was the only fulfilling thing I have tasted. And I had tasted and seen it all, but nothing compared to that encounter with Jesus. And so out of that place, I just surrendered everything to Jesus. I started volunteering at church, et cetera, et cetera. Finally had the opportunity to go to Evangelist Ryan 
Bernard Bonke's crusade. If you don't know who he is, repent and YouTube. He's mm. just the greatest evangelist that has ever lived um, with, you know, kind of on Billy Graham's level, but with signs and wonders and in Africa mainly. And so I went to one of his crusades and he said, he was from Germany, called to Africa. He said, if you're called to evangelism, come to the front. And I didn't feel called to anything. I was trying not to backslide again. But literally, my feet took me out of my chair. I started running to the altar. And I just said, God, if you can use me. And the next week, I was leading club owners who I used to party with to Jesus. The gospel would just come out of my mouth. I'd say, shut up. You don't have joy. You don't have peace. These things would, I would just say these things that I didn't even believe. And I said, you don't know where you're going. And God is knocking on your heart. And he wants in. And that just started off. I started going around. I went into the streets, the the brothels. My, my pastor didn't give him an opportunity to preach. So literally, I just took the gospel to the streets. Everywhere I went, an encounter was waiting to happen, whether it was at a coffee shop, a restaurant, on a jog, on a hike. I just knew that God was wanting to encounter everyone. And I signed up and said, well, here I am, Lord. I might not be your best option, but use me. And that's really the roots of where it all started and then one day it just became official. We started traveling all around the world. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love that. How that God, you just shared Jesus, that mm-hmm. God wanted to be shared with other people. You, you got that. Mm-hmm. And then you started doing it. Cause mm-hmm. so many times, you know, when we talk about ministry, people have a revelation. They, they want to, you know, go share about Jesus, but then it's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Bible school for two or three years. And then, or I can't do this because I, you know, I've got to do this. Exactly. And, that. and and, you know, there's a time and place for that, but that's not for everyone either. And so, you know, we see that in scripture that people get a hold of it and they just go. Mm-hmm. And you're one of those. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just absolutely incredible. So what kind of, did, did you have any pushback from your church? Because, you know, we could kind of almost see this as like a, you know, a, a two brothers syndrome where, wow, like this person, like they did all this stuff and, you know, mm. they were, they had all this past, but now all of a sudden they're trying to share the gospel and they're, you know, they're seeing people saved, but I've been a Christian all my life and I've not, you know, did you ever, do you have any pushback or any kind of, I guess, judgment? Uh, Did you experience any of that? Yes, of course. I mean, I think even just jealousy, you Mm. know, exactly Mm. like you said, that older brother thing, like here I am doing everything right. And here you pick up someone who's been eating with the pigs because that was me. I was wilder than the zoo. And the Lord decided to use this foolish girl from the middle of nowhere to preach his gospel. I see people jump out of wheelchairs blind. I see deaf ears here. And, you know, it's not about who we are but who's it's about whose we are Mm -hmm. you know and just recognizing it's not about our works but it's about his finished work on the cross and just Mm -hmm. saying yes to him but you know there are so many fish in the sea that there are many fishermen needed that's what scripture says it says the harvest is ready but the laborers are few Mm -hmm. so you know in the body of christ when we get pushback when we get jealousy when we get this and that you know just to encourage one another not to fall into the trap of offense um but just pray for that brother or sister and just champion them on i think one of the big things to actually break the power of jealousy is encouragement to move in the opposite spirit and just to say wow you're wonderful you're amazing I'm praying for you. I bless your ministry. And we see that in this hour, right? So many of us have built these um, individual kingdoms as ministers, Mm -hmm. but we don't have one big plan to take over and take dominion of the whole earth. And so I think it's really standing tall, just getting 
bridging those offenses, the spirit of division is actually a demonic spirit that comes against the church to divide us so it can conquer us. But we need to stand strong and apply the word, forgive and love one another. But I want to encourage those people that are listening that say, man, I'm receiving pushback. You don't need the microphone in the church to preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. All the earth is waiting for the sons and daughters to ra- rise up. You can reach them at a coffee shop. You can reach them on the street. I open air preach. I'll start singing amazing grace in like a marketplace. Hundreds of people start listening. And then I said, have you ever heard of the amazing grace of Jesus Christ? That he loves you, that he adores you. And then operate in those spiritual gifts, being able to operate in the words of knowledge and saying there's someone here today, you have fibromyalgia, I see someone who had a car accident five years ago, and using the gifts of the Holy Spirit to see the kingdom come here on earth, and eventually your gift will make a way for you. It doesn't have to be your pastor. I love the local church. I preach at the local church, and I serve the local church, but many ministers are waiting for a platform where there's only one mic for one speaker on one day a week. Get out there and preach the gospel wherever you can because some of those people will never be in your church. You might even reach more people than you can in that church service. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's amazing. I that That's just so much <laughs> incredible <laughs> just testimony that you just got out there. You started by going on the streets, coffee shops, like you said, and you went to the people and you know, even we went using to, the gift of singing. Yes. That's to break the thing. The, it's like an icebreaker for you. Yeah, the Lord has <laughs> given us beautiful. all different talents, you know, whether you're a genius or you're a, you know, a marketplace minister, whatever. But I believe like it's just being able to tap in. I think sometimes with the church, it limits us to seeing the creativity of God and how he can use us through our gift. Mm-hmm. So we kind of think it has to look a certain way. That's what I love about mm-hmm. media missionaries, being able to see different people like Todd White and those who actually came out with videos of how they're doing stuff at new age festivals and this you go oh wow we can all do that whether we're using our voice our Mm -hmm. our um uh, whatever talent the lord has given us you know i love using humor or fashion and i say Mm -hmm. wow i couldn't help when i saw you and i saw the butterflies on your shirt i just felt like the lord said that you're going to do that and people mouths are hanging open you know Mm -hmm. just getting creative breaking out of the box and obviously from those little small being faithful in the little i became a um, a ruler over much you know Mm -hmm. people started getting the word it was just one right open door at the right time which launched me into an international ministry Mm. amen I think if I think if I started singing in the marketplace, you where you brought hundreds of people, I would send hundreds of people <laughs> running. Really? You know? so oh my god! To your point about everyone having their gift and and recognizing what God has called you to mm-hmm. and what He's anointed you to, because you know the the word says your your gift will bring bring you before King before great men. Amen. And you know we we shouldn't hide our gift. We should unwrap you know, it, baby. Shine. Unwrap but, it. But to your point, <laughs> and I love the principle with faithful as little, faithful as much. Like you've mm-hmm. been, you know, sometimes we're waiting for this large ministry we're waiting for this huge platform we're waiting for that one microphone mm-hmm. and god says wait 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 you know like what about that that little child that you you were walking or that you were helping or what about that small group or like start there what about your neighbor exactly mm-hmm. exactly that's the thing too you know even with a healing gift i don't want to touch on this because it's an area that the lord uses me in radically um you know so many people they don't pray for even a small headache then when there's a big crisis they want to jump in because someone is 
about to die. And I want to encourage you, God is still healing today, but you need to step out in your gifts, unwrap it. Basically, God is on the inside and he's like, somebody let me out, you know, and if we don't let him out, he doesn't get to be himself. So to really start small, if someone has a headache, a toothache, say, hey, can I pray for you? So that when the big things come, when the big stage opens up, when the big this or that, you're like, man, I've already killed the lion. I've killed the bear. Goliath has nothing on me. I've already done all of this. It's not my first rodeo. And we've got to prepare ourselves for the time of battle because right now we are in a big battle and God is is looking for soldiers mm-hmm. we have to already be walking the walk walking the talk and don't dare preach on a platform if you are not intimate with the king and preaching to the one because that's mm-hmm. where it starts if we can't be legitimate children of the lord ministering his goodness to everyone around us it's just a show and um, we don't want to be a clanging symbol we want to be filled with that love of jesus and and display it to the world amen wow mm-hmm. No, in your traveling ministry, you come across a lot of different Christians. Mm -hmm. And what would you say in the global body of Christ, what are some of the things that are most holding people back from stepping out that you're seeing? Wow, I think fear. Fear of man. Um, And what I've recognized in my walk, we don't recognize it, is the spirit of unbelief. Hmm. People don't really talk about this. You know, the word says signs and wonders will follow those who believe so now you say i really believe but nothing's happening no 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 either you're not really believing as you'd like to believe you believe or god is lying i think we're we're all on the same page that it's option one so even for myself i used to say hey i believe in this but I never did it. I never prayed for any sick person until I saw a woman get out of a wheelchair right in front of me at a conference because I was always very skeptical about miracles. I thought some evangelist trying to make money, paying an actress to come and say, I'm healed, I'm healed, until I saw it right in front of me, no cameras, no lights, nothing. And I remember just bursting into tears when this woman, completely paralyzed, jumped out of her wheelchair. I started weeping and I said, God, forgive me of my unbelief. Mm. I was already Christian. I was a worship leader. I was praying in tongues. But in that moment, I realized there was a big part of me that was not lining up in faith with the kingdom of heaven that is at hand. That means it's right here. It's ready. It wants to manifest. Jesus already paid. It's our inheritance. Now we just have to believe. And that night, I was completely possessed by the Holy Spirit. And as I drove home, God told me, pull into this gas station. There was a man with a crippled hand. I said, be healed. I'd never done that before. But if you ask me, I believed in healing, I'd say, yes, but I never prayed for the sick. Faith without works is dead. And so that night, that crippled hand just opened up. That man said, ma'am, it's working, it's working, madam, my hand is working. He started shouting, making a scene, and it was glorious. Mm -hmm. So I do believe one of the biggest things is the spirit of unbelief, religion, not believing, fear of man, thinking, what if God doesn't show up? No, he's more excited. We pray, we fast, we do all these things, but he died to see his kingdom manifest on the earth. And so it's just recognizing we're not trying to convince God to do anything. He's already convinced. We just got to believe and flow with him, and he's going to do it. Yeah, and just... um what you said earlier about if you're not preaching to the one, don't be on a platform. Like, just reach out, mm-hmm. you know, and that unbelief. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just saying, God, search my heart. Mm-hmm. Like the, the man that talked to Jesus, 
help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, repenting exactly. and saying, Lord, change that. You know, asking him for help. Yes, they often did that. Disciples often did that in the Bible. They said, well, Lord, help us, help our mm-hmm. unbelief, you know. And that's why he says be continuously filled. And that's a big ch- problem I see in the, the. you were asking me, you know, what's that big problem? In the book of Acts, Jesus said, you will receive boldness and power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So what would we see in the church? A lot of the church doesn't have the Holy Spirit. So they lack the power to be the witnesses to the ends of the world. That's what the scripture says. It says when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive boldness and power to be my witnesses till the end of the earth. So we really have to ask God, if you are not moving in boldness and power, you got to say, Lord, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. I want that spirit to come on me like you promised in the book of Acts I'm not walking on it and even as a healing minister that has traveled to more than 30 countries around the world seeing people get out of wheelchairs deaf ears blind eyes cancer tumors dissolving COVID being healed I still say God I want more because he said Jesus himself said you will be able to do what I have done and even greater things so contending having a hunger staying in that place of like there's always more and fighting for it that is what I believe is what's so necessary in the body so what does that trajectory look like? You know, you mentioned 30 countries around the world. You started in South Africa. What has been that trajectory? And, you know, kind of fast forward us from South Africa to here. So basically what happened is I did a ministry school somewhere along the line in California. I prayed for someone there in the worship, had a word of knowledge. She said, you need to come to Germany. Went to Germany, sat with someone who worked for Reinhard Bonnke for 20 years. He said, you should be on YouTube. And I said, okay. He said, I'm going to come film you for free. When do you preach next? Preach next was my first official preach in Germany. And he came and filmed me. And that opened up 22 invitations overnight when he put it on YouTube. Europe just opened up. And that just exploded the whole thing. So I've been traveling, traveling, traveling around. Last year, beginning of the year, I came here to have a 10-day retreat and preach for 10 days and then go back to South Africa. But as I arrived, God said, you're going to stay here. I was like, um, excuse me? Okay, well, I just follow the Lord. I'm really like a Jesus gypsy, you know, just going around following God. I'm a free bird, so I can just go as he leads. And um, he said, he started giving me dreams, started giving me dreams. I was in the White House with President Trump. Then I saw the spirit of God was on him. Then we went out into an arena. Lady Gaga came out. I dreamt this 5 April 2020. Now those who are following the news would know that Lady Gaga sang at the inauguration um, in January this year. So God started giving me prophetic insight into what's going to happen in America. Mm. Listen, I had no interest in politics. I barely knew who my own president was. But God recruited international people because he's got such a heart for America. He's got such a faith in revival that's going to happen. So in my dream, Lady Gaga turned into Carrie Job who sings The Blessing. Lord bless you and keep you the famous song from last year. Mm. She turned into Carrie Job and as Carrie Job went down the stairs at this big political event, other streams of worshipers came out from different streams in the church and a revival broke out and God said to me, Lindy Ann, what look like political thing, a Satanist takeover will be revival. And so that is what I am doing here. Just going across the states, preaching truth, praying and contending for America. And I'll be honest, it's not just for breakthrough in America, but what happens here impacts the whole world. And so as a world, someone who's been called to worldwide revival, God said, this is where it's at. This is where you need breakthrough to see the wave of glory that I have destined for the end time. Wow. 
Amen. How or what, and I want to make sure I phrase this respectfully, but what would your word be, or what do you feel like you would speak to the American church for this time and place? I want to tell you, we are in the greatest time. We can't be sleeping beauties right now. God is not just the lamb, but he is also the lion. And I want to encourage you to rise up, take your place, make some noise. God says, how will they know if nobody tells them? There is a harvest that is ready, but he is waiting for us to say, Lord, here I am, send me. So I want to say, wake up. I want to sound the alarm and say, Jesus is coming soon. We have to rise up make our voices heard and let the good news come out because Jesus is looking for his bride but we need to tell her that he loves her that he's for her that he's not against her but we have to call people to salvation in this hour and share the good news of the gospel wow such a good word Mm -hmm. such a good word well, how can people, you know, how can people connect with you, Linian? You know, where can people follow your journey, kind of hear more of your teachings? You mentioned YouTube, but what's the, what's the best way to begin to know more about Linian Hopling? Well, you can find out more about me on my website, beautifulwitness.com. So it's like a beautiful story, and it's beautifulwitness.com. All my links are there. I'm most active on Facebook, Lindy Ann Beautiful Witness Ministries, and YouTube, Instagram, all those things. So you can find the link on the website, start there, and you'll be able to find all of me. In closing, what's next? Next, I'm doing a revival tour here in America. I'm go- starting going up into Indiana and be going around. So I'm establishing myself here in the moment and seeing revival, connecting with people, just seeing what God has. But I'm all about revival in this hour. So as the Lord opens the doors, I'm going to be walking through it. Amen. 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 Well, Indiana, thank you for spending some time yes, with us. What an so honor. Much. We bless what you put your hand mm-hmm. in. Thank you guys so much. Blessings to everyone. Mm-hmm.